Welcome to Time with Bishop Melvin London. Stay tuned. We hope you'll be blessed. Let's quickly continue with our series of the Beatitudes that last week we learned to overcome persecution. Persecution, I told you, can come from different angles. Persecution can come through our family, our church, our workplace, our schools, and even in our careers, there are different areas that persecution can come. But when you are relied on God, when you have a covenant with God through Jesus Christ, no matter how the persecution comes, he will protect you, he will preserve you, and he will see you till the end of your journey. In Matthew chapter 5, the verse of number 13 to 29. So anybody who is ready, please, I want you to read from the 13 all the way to 29. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled under feet by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Verse 17, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one little will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven but whoever teaches them he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven for i say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and pharisees you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven verse 21 you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire therefore if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you leave your gift there before the altar and go your way first be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him lest your adversary deliver you to the judge the judge hand you over to the officer and you be thrown into prison. Assuredly, I say to you, you will by no means get out of there till you have paid the last penny. Verse 27. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her, 
already committed adultery with her in his heart. Verse 29, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Amen. Hallelujah. What a word and may God bless his word. You see, when you look at all these things, you would assume that Christianity is one of the most hardest religion that has ever been. But it is not so. You see, Jesus has taught his disciples the nine principles of the kingdom blessings. And the last one is the blessed are those who are persecuted because of me. And when he had finished all the nine blessings or the nine principles of which every gospel from Matthew to Revelation, the morality of the gospel is hinged on this very beatitude, is hinged on Matthew chapter 5, all the way to chapter 7, which happens to be the sermon on the mountain top, the mountain Eramos. That is what the whole gospel is hung on. And after Jesus has taught them this, Jesus now comes to the verse of 13 and say, you are the salt of the earth. Today's message I have titled or I have encapsulated it as you are the salt of the earth. Wherever you are, I want you to beat your chest and say, I am the salt of the earth. You are nothing but a salt of the earth. And you got to understand that this very thing Jesus said, as much as it may look simple, it is a heavy weight. As much as we may look at it as something very light, something very casual, it is very heavy. And until you understand what the old covenant says about salt, you will not understand where Jesus was coming from by saying you are the salt. Unless you understand the exegesis of the Old Testament and what God did with the Old Testament prophets and the people of Israel, you will not understand in the new dispensation what Jesus meant by you are the salt. Either than that, you will take it casually. And that is why today I want us to be vigilant and go through scriptures and understand what Jesus meant by you are the salt of the earth. And he continued to say that you are the salt. But if the salt have lost his server, which is the taste, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be casted out and to be trodden under the foot of men. After he has given them all the nine blessings, he has to now bring them to a place of agreement. He has to bring them to a place of contract. He has to bring them to a place of covenanting on the promises and the blessings that he has conferred on them and that if you are able to abide it, you will have a covenant with God and with man. So Jesus used the symbol salt and say, you are the salt. 
And before you will understand these very simple words that Jesus spoke, unless I take you back into the Old Testament for you to understand what the scriptures meant by being a salt, by understanding what is called the salt covenant or the covenant of salt. That's where we are going to. You will not understand being a salt until you have understood what it means to be covenanted with God in salt. The nine principles of the blessings is established and authenticated on the covenant of being a salt. So all the blessings that he has mentioned until you become a salt you will not be able to enjoy the delicious and the delicacy of that very blessings that he has spoken over them. So it is not just the blessing, it is abiding in the blessing and then having a covenant to seal a blessing. In the Old Testament, anytime God pronounces a blessing on his people, he runs into covenant with them. Anytime God, you see God come to town and releases a blessing on his people, he ran into covenant with them as a sign, as a seal, as an authentic agreement with the people of God. So now come with me quickly to the book of Numbers chapter number 18, the verse of 19. All the heaven offerings of the holy things which the children of Israel offered to the Lord, I have given to you and your sons and daughters with you as an audience forever. It is a covenant of salt forever before the Lord with you and your descendants with you. Hallelujah. It is a covenant of salt forever before the Lord unto thee, now unto you. He at my present before Moses, as Moses was speaking the revelatory knowledge of God unto the people of God, he said the covenant of salt is forever before the Lord unto you and thy seed with you forever. Now watch this very carefully. He says, all the offerings of the holy gift which the sons of Israel offer to God, every blessing that comes into your hand that you offer unto God, I have given to you and your sons and daughters with you as a perpetual allotment. The blessing is a perpetual allotment. The blessing is a perpetual status. The blessing is forever blessing. It is everlasting covenant of souls before God and before you and your descendants. So what Moses was telling the people of Israel according to the instructions of God is that you have to season the blessing, the gift, the offering, whatever you want to render unto God, let this one be seasoned with salt so that it will be a covenant. Everything I give you from grain, from meat, from everything I give you that you render it back unto me. Let this thing be seasoned with salt. 
why must it be seasoned with salt so here is where we have the first narrative of the salt covenant so salt covenant has been established and it was established by god and his people and he said this covenant is forever that means it is an unbroken covenant that means that you may be dead and gone, but as long as you have a covenant with God, your children comes and still activate that very potent of the salt covenant and it begins to work in their favor. That means your children's children can invoke the covenant of salt and it will still work for them. The term covenant of salt appeared three times in the Old Testament. Let's look at something quickly. The first time that it occurred in the book of Leviticus. Let's go right now. So now we have realized that the covenant of salt is what God used to spice the blessing into manifestation. Write it down. Salt is what God used to spice the blessing or the promise or the covenant as a sacrificial symbol to establish and manifest the blessing so when God speaks a blessing when God gives you something when God delivers you out of something and he has to run into a covenant the covenant is seasoned by salt I believe you were blessed by this message. God bless you for listening. For more messages of Bishop Melvin London, please follow him on his social media handles and you will be blessed. Welcome to Time with Bishop Melvin London. Stay tuned. We hope you will be blessed. There is a salt between. There's this English adage they say that he has eaten of my salt. What it means is that he has been a partaker of my generosity. He has been a partaker of dining together with me and we have cemented our relationship by eating together. And let me tell you what bonds you together. It is the commodity of salt. It is the item of salt. Is the emblem of salt. When you eat the salt in the food together, it connects you spiritually, it connects you symbolically, it connects you naturally, and therefore you become together. So a person that you eat a lot with is a person you trust. And that is the person when he does something to you, it hurts your heart. Ah! David said, this is a person that I eat together with who has betrayed me. David said that when Ahitophel betrayed him, it hit him so hard and he jumped onto prayer and said, Lord, let the counsel of Ahitophel be turned into foolishness. A man I eat together with, a man I done together with, I could not estimate he can do any evil or ill against my life. Oh, I feel like somebody is being blessed. So hear me and hear me good. If you don't like somebody, don't call him to eat together with you. 
Because hear me very carefully. If you call your enemy to eat together with you, they will become a problematic in your life unknowingly and you may not understand why. Because you invited them to eat together with you and you run into this such covenant with them. Avoid David. Build his kingdom forever from the Lord by a covenant of salt. Listen to me. In this very knowledge, which was incepted in the Old Testament, leads to the remark of Jesus Christ. And he's saying in Matthew chapter number 5, the verse of 13, making it more understandable, making it very, very clear when he said, you are the salt of the earth. Meaning, you have salt in yourself and be at peace with one another. You are the salt of the earth. It doesn't mean that you have been transformed into salt. It does not mean that the disciples became salt. It means that you have become an emblem of the salt of the old covenant that God presented to the people of Israel to seal the covenant he has with them that forever he will be their God. So he says, you are the salt of the earth. Therefore, you have salt inside of you that will propel peace between you and the earth. So you being a Christian, you are the reason why God will not perish the earth regardless of whatever that is happening. God will rather restore the earth back to original and human being will be established on earth. According to Revelation, there will be a new Jerusalem. That is for another chapter, another day. So now remember this. Write it down. The covenant of salt is an indicative, is a symptomatic. It is an indicative of the everlasting nature of the relationship between the children of God and God himself. God used salt as a natural symbol to inscribe eternal, enduring, unchanging, and abiding forever. So now you realize why Jesus said to the disciples, you are the salt, you are for eternal, you are eternal. Pronouncing them to be salt means the apostles to be, the disciples then were for eternal. Remember that there are 24 elders in heaven that rule, that judge. And it is believed that 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 disciples making the sword covenant with the Israelites, having the 12 tribe of Israel, having eternal positioning. And the disciples with Jesus, 12, also having eternal positioning. So Jesus said the same sword covenant God had with the people of Israel in the days of old is the same covenant that I'm having with you but this time around you are not going to eat the salt but you have become the salt <laughs> you are not going to eat the salt but you have become salt making you eternal my God and my Father. That means that when you die on this very earth, you have not lost nothing, but you have 
eternal enjoyment. That means hear me very carefully as a child of God, death on this earth here means nothing compared to the enjoyment you have in eternity. Number two, enduring. Remember that salt is natural. That means that if you are a salt, you must be yourself. <laughs> you must not impress nobody. You must not appraise nobody. You must not do it for fame or favor. Or you must not do it for fear. You must be yourself. Why? Because your natural instincts make you do what you do without any fear or favor. I am a salt. I don't please nobody. I am a salt. I don't impress nobody. I am a salt. I don't force nobody. I am a salt. I am myself. I don't change. I, 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 I don't change. I endure every season. I prevail every season. Every hardship that may come my way, it does not affect me in any sense or form. Why? Because because I am a salt. I am a salt. I am a, I am a salt. This, this bring me when we're in church. I would have said slap somebody and say you are a salt. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Listen to me. Because you are a salt, you are natural. And God has made you in such a way that you should not change from your moral stance with God. You should not, write it down, you should not change from your moral stance with God. Being a natural believer. And watch it very carefully because you're a salt. You will abide forever. When God blesses you with money, you will abide in the money forever. If God blesses you with anything and it comes into your hands because you're a salt, you must abide when you understand these things it is so beautiful why jesus want every one of his disciples to be productive you can only be productive if you're a salt all sort covenant becomes eternal and eternally abiding for every kingdom citizen permit me to Carry on for the next few minutes and then land on Matthew chapter number 5, the verse of number 13. Number 1, the covenant that God makes with man are perpetual, is everlasting. Sin cannot even break the covenant. The covenant has already been established in eternal. Write this down. I am an eternal being. My DNA is not formulated on earth. It's formulated in heaven by the covenant of Saul. Let's look at something in Genesis chapter number 17, the verse number 7. I will keep my promise to you and to your descendants in future generations. This is God speaking. I will keep my covenant with you and your what? Generation. I will be your God and the God of your descendants. Hallelujah. God said, he will be your God and the God of your descendants. So I came here to announce to somebody, regardless of how your children will go away, what God will bring them back again by the remembrance of the God. Oh my God, the I, I 
feel like speaking to somebody right now who is having a tough time and I want to let you understand that that which you think has gone bad in time to come in the appointed time God shall remember the covenant he has with you and he will bring you back into alignment he will bring your children back into alignment he will bring your husband back into alignment they will never be wayward I'm Tony you think that they have gone busted you think that they have gone wayward you think that your labor has gone in vain but little do you know that God is still remembering the covenant that he has with you and he said it is not only for you but it is also for your children and also for your children's children I, I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ that any child of yours any offering from the loins and from your womb they are coming back into alignment with God they are coming back together with God God is bringing them back into the right perspective into the right alignment into the right association because God has remembered that covenant with you that he has a covenant of salt with you and that is unbreakable it's unchangeable it is enduring forever it is a faithful covenant and nobody can change it in the name of Jesus that sickness that is on your children yes i came to announce to you they will not die premature why because god is remembering the salt covenant that he has with you and he said i will bring my word unto performance in the name of yes, jesus Lord. the son of the living god the salt of covenant was used to season all offerings do you know that before we had money as a currency what was used as a purchasing power for commodity was sold when you have a relationship with somebody or you have a contract with somebody in the days of old every businessman every business traveler everybody that travels afar and go and transact business they were not using money as a currency, as a medium of agreement. Watch it very carefully. Listen to me. Every traveler has had a bag, and that bag contains what we call salt. The minute they meet you and they begin to talk in transaction, and for agreement to be authenticated and endorsed, one traveler will reach out into his bag or her bag, and take a pinch of salt. I believe somebody has had a pinch of salt before. You don't know where this phrase came from. It came from travelers, uh, businessmen and women. When they make an agreement and they finish the agreement, uh, what will authenticate the agreement and finalize the agreement uh, was bringing a salt from your bag uh, and me bringing a salt from my bag uh, and I give you the salt and you put it in the salt in your bag and you give me a salt and I put in a salt on my bag and when you decide that you don't want the agreement anymore then you must be able to bring my salt I gave you out of the salt that I have given can you pick my salt out of your salt you cannot pick it if you cannot pick my salt out of your salt, uh, then it means that the agreement 
I have with you. Nobody can break it. Oh my God. So God used this as a symbol and say, I have the salt with you that you have mixed the salt with my salt. And therefore, if you have mixed the salt with my salt, then you cannot take your salt out of my salt. And I cannot take my salt out of your salt. Therefore, we have permanently agreed on something. And until the manifestation of that thing we have agreed, this covenant cannot be broken. I came here to announce to you, you have a salt in the blood of Jesus. And that salt cannot be taken out of the salt of God. And therefore, I came here to announce to you, God will do what he said he would do, regardless of what happens. If God cannot take that blood out of the blood of Jesus, and cannot take your blood out of the blood of Jesus, and cannot take Jesus' blood out of your blood, then the agreement God has with you, the covenant God has with you, it is unbreakable. It is unchangeable. It is unquenchable. It is unbendable. He has come to stay. Your blessing is authentic. Your wealth is authentic. Your money is authentic. Your children are authentic. Your career is authentic. Nobody can change it. Why? Because you are the salt of the earth. I believe you were blessed by this message. God bless you for listening. For more messages of Bishop Melvin London, please follow him on his social media handles and you will be blessed.